Good evening, everyone. Good to have y'all with us this evening on this chilly Wednesday day. Actually, it warmed up pretty good today. It was a beautiful, sunshiny day. I have to admit, I spent most of it inside, you know, doing it's my day off. And I, besides studying, you know, laundry and cleaning and cooking and all that stuff. So. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the sunshines that much, but still, anyway, we're just glad to see you this evening, and we'll just ask the Lord to bless our time. Lord, we just so glad to have you as our Lord and our Savior. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace in our lives. Lord, be with us in the service. Help us to open our hearts to your word tonight. Help us to just really enter in and worship you, Lord. Name of Jesus. Amen.
such a good, good God. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to just enter your throne room and worship you. For you are our good, good Father, a good, good God. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all can be seated. Few announcements today. Um, Saturday is Prime Timers. If you haven't signed up, please do so. And let us know if you need a ride in the van or if you'll meet us there at BG's Catch. And I know some of you already have signed up and we're looking forward to it. So we'll meet here at 3 to leave by 3.15 or meet us there at 4 o'clock, which is when they open. So we'll have a good time there. And then Sunday is the fall festival and um, Jason wanted me to encourage everybody to bring chili. We're going to do a chili cook-off. Just going to put numbers on each one. Nobody's going to know who cooked what. It just says numbers there and then um, they'll vote and there'll be a prize for first prize, I guess. Um, but we need lots of chili. Um, they're gonna, the church is providing the hot dog and s'mores and hot chocolate and all of that stuff. So we just need chili and maybe some desserts if you don't like s'mores. So, but, um, so bring chili. And prayer requests. Anybody got any prayer requests? My sister Sheila still needs prayer. She's still in the hospital. I guess all of the doctors, she finished her radiation treatment and I guess they did a CAT scan today and all the doctors are meeting as a team with her on Friday morning to decide next steps. And so um, she needs um, prayer for healing. She has a cancerous brain tumor and um, her husband Ranger has esophageal cancer and so she's down at UT Southwest by herself basically my other sister went to see her today and then um, Ranger is up in Justin having his treatments there in Denton and so you know they're both alone as they're going through this and that's hard very hard so if you'll continue to remember Sheila and Ranger we appreciate it anything else anybody got anything No? All righty. Well, we'll just remember all the people that's uh, on the prayer list, and we'll just take these knees to the Lord. Lord, I just thank you that you are a good, good God. You're our Heavenly Father who loves us so, so much. And I know that you love Sheila and Ranger. You love all the people that are on the prayer list, Lord, of this church, Lord, all the people that need a healing touch, Lord. When we thank you, Lord, that you went to the cross. You took those stripes, Lord, on your body so that we might be healed. And so we thank you for that, that by your stripes, all of these people are healed and made whole. Give them a mighty touch, Lord. Let them feel your presence. Those that are at home or in the sick bed or in hospitals, Lord, just let them feel your presence, Lord. Minister to them and draw their hearts unto you and bring healing into their bodies, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
Well, Sister Julie, as usual, um, um, yeah, I am just so thankful, so thankful to the Lord. Um, and tonight I am speaking on the blessing. And as most of you know, if you ask me how I'm doing, what do I say? I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Well, we're going to talk about the blessing tonight because you know what? Y'all are all blessed too. As, as believers in the Lord Jesus, we are blessed, blessed, blessed. So um, we're going to go back and forth between Galatians and Genesis um, because we have the blessing of Abraham. So we're going to start with Galatians 3, 6 through 9. In the same way, Abraham believed God, and God counted to him as righteousness because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, All nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing that Abraham received because of his faith. Lord, we just, I just lift up this word to you, Lord, that you laid on my heart to talk about the blessing and how blessed we are in you. Lord, I just ask for a fresh anointing and that it would be your words that flow from me and not just mine. Lord, open every eye to see and every ear to hear. Soften every heart to hear your word, whether here or online now or at some future time. That people would come to know you that don't know you. And that those that do would be encouraged to know that they are blessed and they are so loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen. So what is the blessing of Abraham that Paul was talking about in Galatians? So you go back to Genesis 12, 1, and the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families on earth will be blessed through you. You know, leaving your family to go to another country is not an easy thing. Um, the Lord called me to do that. And it's not easy. And I can't even know how it was for Abraham. I mean, it was just him and his wife, all of his servants. But I mean... When they first started out, his father was still alive and, he, and um, his brother, but then they stayed and then his nephew went with him. But he had no kids, but the Lord's telling him to go, but not exactly telling him where. That's, that's not an easy thing if you think about it, you know, to just be told to go. And then, you know, okay, I'll go. Now we're next, Lord. Uh, okay, now we're next. I mean, that's sort of how I felt when he first called me to go. I didn't know where. And I couldn't believe that he would call me because I, had, I didn't have a lot of education or anything. And so it was like, who, me, Lord? But 
the Lord calls those who are willing to go, who will be obedient to him. And just like Abraham was obedient. So he was caught, but he promised him that he would make him a great nation, that all the nations of the earth would be blessed with him. When we trust Jesus as our savior and make him Lord of our lives, and Lord of our lives means that we're obedient to him. We're grafted into the Lord's family, his people, Israel. We're part of God's family. We're the bride of Christ. We have a father God who takes care of us and he provides for us. In Romans eleven seventeen, it says, but some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel have been broken off. But you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. So we as Gentiles were grafted in to the Jewish family so that we received the same blessing promised to Abraham and his children. We talked before about abiding in Jesus. Well, we receive our nourishment from him. Just like he says, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. So we can rest in Jesus knowing that he's taking care of us and that we can just rest in him and get our nourishment spiritually and in every way he provides for us. Because we have received the blessing of Abraham through Jesus who is the seed. In Galatians 6.16, it says, God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. And notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children as if it meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child. And that, of course, means Christ. So Paul is telling us that when he's talking about Abraham and his many descendants, but to his child, but that was Christ, the seed that was to come. And so through his seed, through Christ, we become part of God's family and therefore receive the blessing of Abraham. In Galatians 3, 29, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And of course, as an heir, it means we inherit. Isn't that what heirs do? You inherit. Yeah. In Galatians 6, 26-29, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You were his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. So as we come to know the Lord, he is the one that then we get the promise of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham in our lives as we come to know Jesus and become one in him. He blesses us. And it says, make you famous and you'll be a blessing to others. Now, I don't think we're all going to be movie stars or famous sports people or whatever, famous in that way. But um, when I was in El Salvador, they, um, one of their slogans um, there was making Jesus famous to the nations. And I think that that's a lot more to it, is that we're to make Jesus famous 
to the nations. Because what better way to bless the nations of the world than to bring them Jesus, to make Jesus famous to the whole world? Because we are blessed in order to be a blessing. We don't just get blessed so we can hoard all the blessing to ourselves. I mean, God doesn't call us into his family for us to be selfish and say, mine, mine, I have it, so you don't need it. No, it's to be a conduit, a conduit of the grace and mercy and forgiveness and salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ, a conduit of the material blessings that he gives us, but even more so the spiritual for us to be a conduit and to share the blessings of Jesus, the blessings of Abraham. Because we're not supposed to hoard the blessings for ourselves. We can bless the nations in many multiple ways. But of course, the primary way is through missions, through the gospel, sharing Jesus with the nations so that they too can be co-heirs with Christ. Does this mean we're going to be rich in the worldly goods? Well, maybe, maybe, but maybe not. But if you are, be a conduit. Let the blessing flow through you. If the Lord blesses you with material goods, then let it flow. Um, it's sort of funny. I'm uh, um, back in my early 40s, I just decided... I don't remember now what started it, but I decided to just clean out my closets and just give away all these clothes. Well, oh, I think it was because that's what it was. I had lost 50 pounds. <laughs> so I gave away all those larger clothes. Well, before I knew it, somebody gave me some clothes. And the next thing I knew is I got some more. Well, over the years, that's just the way it's been. I don't buy that many clothes. I get given a lot of clothes, but I give away a lot of clothes too. So it's like, I just go through my closet every year and get rid of stuff. And before you know it, my closet's full again because somebody gave me clothes, you know, or there was a free garage sale, which that works too. <laughs> That's still a blessing of the Lord, isn't it? <laughs> but, but when the Lord, so what, you know, when I'm saying wealthy and material goods, it's not always a matter of you're like a millionaire, you know. It, it can be as simple as you have an overabundance of something and you need to give it away to those who need it. And don't be surprised when the God then blesses you with more. Yeah, yeah. And it's always fun to have new clothes, whether they're just new to you or whatever, right? Just something different than what you had before. <laughs> But be a conduit. But we're definitely rich in spiritual goods. God promises to provide everything we need for life and godliness. We think of all the people of the world who are living in poverty. And due to persecution for being a Christian, they don't have the opportunity to get a good job and become wealthy. But they're joint heirs with Jesus Christ as well. So it's not a prosperity message to say that we have the blessing of Abraham. Some people have tried to make it a prosperity message, but it's not. It's a spiritual prosperity in spiritual things. He does take care of us. He's going to take care of us with our physical needs, just like he does the, the grasses of the field and so forth and the birds of the air. He'll take care of us. But on the other hand, we may not be wealthy, but that's okay because we have the spiritual 
blessings. It's a, no matter what I'm going through, I know God is taking care of me message. When I'm in pain, Jesus is with me. When I'm sick, Jesus is with me. And by his stripes, I am healed and made whole. If I get laid off from work, Jesus is my provider. I'm blessed. It's not, the blessing has nothing to do with your circumstances. Because Jesus said, we'd go through tribulations. We'd go through hardships in this world. Because we live in a sinful world. But we're still blessed. It has nothing to do with my current circumstances. Because it's all about him. It's about Jesus, and he's faithful to his word because I'm his child, and he's a good, good father who takes care of me. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every spiritual blessing. I have peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I have hope for eternal life because I have Jesus. I have grace, mercy, and forgiveness because I have Jesus. But every promise God gives us has conditions. He offers Jesus and forgiveness and spiritual blessings, but we have to accept him and obey him because Jesus says, those who love me, obey me. So there really isn't a savior without being Lord. It goes together, Savior and Lord. Obedience, the blessing comes through obedience to the Lord. Genesis 18, 18. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. So there was a then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. He went on to say in few chapters later, Genesis twenty two seventeen. I will certainly bless you, talking to Abraham. I will multiply your descendants, seed, beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. When he told him to go, he went, even though it meant leaving his family, his friends, everybody he had ever grown up with. But he went. He, he was obedient. So we must be obedient to the Lord. We can't call him Lord and not obey him. To obey is to love him. Jesus said that, that those who love me obey me. He must be Lord as well as Savior. Obedience in us walking the walk instead of just giving lip service. Jesus asked, which he told a story about two sons and the father told them to go out and work in the field and one of them said no and one of them said yes. But the one who said yes did not go. But the one who had said nah, he did go. So he's like, okay, so which one was actually obedient? The one who went. He may have given a little lip first, but he went and he did it. 
<laughs> but he did. He went. So we must be obedient to the Lord. And that doesn't mean that we're saved by works. No. But we're saved to do the good works of him who called us. For we're his ambassadors here on earth. And it's up to us to proclaim Christ to the nation so that we can be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. Because isn't that a big part of that promise that God gave Abraham? It'd be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. And what better way to be a blessing than to share Jesus, to take Jesus, to proclaim him in our neighborhoods, to proclaim him in our families, to proclaim him in our schools, to complain, proclaim him in our jobs, everywhere we go, to proclaim him at Brahms when you go have breakfast, to proclaim Jesus, and to proclaim him by partnering with people who he has told to go. And they've been willing to leave their families. One, one of my former co-workers who still works and lives in India is leaving her youngest. Her oldest got left at college a few years ago. Now her baby is being left. And so later this week, her and her husband are flying all alone back to India without their two boys. It's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. It's a matter of, but she trusts Jesus and she's obedient to the call that God has placed on their lives. So it's hard, but that's why it's important for us to partner with these people who have been called, to support them and encourage them, not just with money, but sending them cards or emails or whatever, praying for them, to strengthen them as they leave their kids behind, as they leave aging parents behind. It's hard, but they're being obedient to the Lord and they're proclaiming the blessing of Jesus to all the nations of the earth. So how are you blessed? Spiritual blessings. Romans 8.22, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. We have been freed from the power of sin. And I know some days it doesn't seem like it, but it's a walk of faith, right? Just like healing. We're, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed and made whole, whether I'm feeling it at the moment or not, because it's not about my feelings. It's about believing and standing on the word of God, that he says, I'm healed. So therefore, I'm healed. He says, I'm freed from the power of sin that leads to death. So therefore, I am freed from the power of sin that leads to death. Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So he makes everything work out for the good, even when we don't see it. You know, sometimes we just don't see it and we just have to keep walking by faith, doing the last thing Jesus told us to do, whatever God has told us to do and be obedient and step by step, day by day. And then all of a sudden, you know, the hindsight 2020 thing, right? You look back and you can see God's fingers in your life and all the things that he has done to work things together for your good and for the good of your family. Romans 8, 31. 
What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Now, what a blessing is that? You know, it doesn't matter how big the bully thinks he is. Satan thinks he's a big old bully, but he ain't got nothing on Jesus. Nothing, nothing. No, we have Jesus and he's got our back. And so we don't have to worry about the bully in the room because we have someone bigger on our side. Romans 8.35, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or we're persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a promise. What a promise that we have when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He takes care of us in so many ways. Forget just the physical things like taking care to make sure you got clothes to wear and food to eat. No. He, all of the spiritual blessings that no power anywhere, nothing in all creation can separate us from him. For he is love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is revealed in him. So we're going to have some participation now. So I want you all to be thinking about some of the things that you're blessed with because we're going to have a blessing testimony time. And I'm going to start off with a few things that I feel very blessed for. And I looked up some statistics to, to give them a little meaning. I am blessed to have a toilet. I really am. 3.6 billion people in the world don't have regular access to a toilet. 3.6 billion. Can you imagine? And I mean, that's even including like squatty potties and stuff. And I'm just glad to have a Western toilet, you know. But these people, 3.6 billion don't have any kind of toilet. That's, that's hard stuff. I'm blessed to have clean water to drink and to bathe in. 1.6 billion people don't have access to clean water. And that is something that um, assemblies as well as other organizations do work hard at, Christian organizations of, of going and helping to do wells and to bring water to people in remote areas. And a lot of times they do the well in the in the front yard of the church, you know, because it draws the people to the church people and it gives them, the church people who are there, the opportunity to witness and to let them know um, what the true water of life is. I'm blessed 
to have a house to live in and sleep in. 20% of the world lacks adequate shelter. That doesn't count all the people living in tents without sanitation around the world. They do have shelter from the rain and sun, but that's about it. But 20% don't even have that. They don't have any kind of adequate shelter at all. Can you imagine? I mean, whether, even if you live in a temperate area, you're still going to have rainstorms and hurricanes and stuff, right? So even if it doesn't get super cold or super hot, it's still not going to be comfortable to live without adequate shelter in the world. So that is a huge blessing in my life. I'm blessed to have electricity and a hot water heater. The hot water heater means a lot to me because I have taken many cold showers overseas before because you don't always have a hot water heater that works or electricity that works. When I was in El Salvador, I went six months of only having electricity for a couple of hours every morning early from like five to seven in the morning and then again from five to seven in the evening they would turn on the generator in, the, uh, in order to um, give electricity to the um, cafeteria that was there on the campgrounds where I lived and and my house was attached to that and so I had like that two hours to yeah so, <laughs> so when you go without you really realize how much it means to you to have it so I am very blessed to have electricity and a hot water heater I'm blessed to have AC in the summer when it's so hot out and heat to keep me warm and a wood stove too and a husband who usually can chop wood he can't right now but that's okay we have a lot of wood that he chopped up all last year so we have enough to go through the winter whether he can chop until next spring or not <laughs> but the lord's healing him he moved up in pt to a stronger band so the lord is healing him I'm blessed, well, I already talked about my clothes. <laughs> I'm blessed to have multiple clothes to choose from, a variety of shoes and boots and sandals. And so, but yeah, I reap a harvest of clothes all the time because you reap what you sow. Now, you don't sow just to get the harvest. I mean, hopefully you give out of the goodness of your heart and because you want to help somebody, not just because you want to get. God knows our hearts in what we do. But I want to hear from some of y'all what you feel blessed by. Okay. Being a, a divorcee, I have great memories from my past life. Yeah. Of, of where I used to live, even as a kid. I just had great memories, and they're awesome. Wonderful, awesome memories, memories are, yes, yes. yes wonderful, know. awesome memories of your childhood and early right. adulthood is, right. is a wonderful thing. It really is. It really is. Everybody doesn't have that. No. That's true. That's true. Okay. You have anything that you're thankful for? <laughs> Put him on the spot. Everything. <laughs> Everything. No, I be able to, at my age, to be able to have people say, I know people your age that can't do the stuff you do, you know, and that, that says something, and it has says something to do with my, about my trying to be healthy and stay healthy, 
Yeah. But I think it also has a lot to do with God's blessing and the fact that yes. He enables me to be healthy. Yes, and, He helps you be you healthy know, and to strong. Heal, uh, you know, and to heal when you get hurt. Those yeah. things. But just to, I think the greatest blessing that I really have outside of my salvation, which is first, but of course. have had a heritage of great-grandparents one great grandparent that I would remember, and and grandparents and parents that serve God faithfully. Oh, that and is a wonderful blessing. That taught me, you know, when the bad things happen, you you, you take care of them, you you, you 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 roll with it, but God will eventually cause it to come around for your good. And uh, you know, I had grandparents one time that you know they had a a situation with their air conditioning system and people sold them the wrong stuff uh, and they got it fixed they you know they they wound up getting to take care of it some extra deal but they never said anything bad about those people all they simply would say was god will take care of it god will take care of them i don't have to get involved in that and to have that heritage of i'm going to trust god yes whatever yes that see that exemplified you know from for the last 66 years of my life that's a blessing in and of itself i know not everybody has that you know people don't their parents are you know take you to church or you know they're not raising church they may get saved as, as they're older but i have that that legacy of people that were faithful at church faithful to god because they loved him and served him and kind of Makes heaven a little sweeter because there's a lot of people in my lineage that uh, I, I'd like to go see again. Oh yeah, ha have, having uh, grown up in church and having grown up with a family that served God is a huge blessing, huge blessing that not everybody has. And, and I was grateful that my mom and dad brought me up in church and uh, but I know in at least one of my grandparents, I, um, I know served the Lord and some of the others, I'm not sure, you know, um, they died when I was fairly young. And so, you know, sort of hard for me to know because just because somebody owns a Bible doesn't necessarily mean that they knew the Lord. Um, but for the ones that I did know and who set me the example, like my mama, um, my mama prayed for me, I know, until the day she um, passed and went home to the Lord at an old age. But it is. It is a wonderful heritage to have a family and be brought up in church. Who else? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, and I'm just 
I'm thankful that my kids were receptive to that too. Yes. Because always, you know, I'm not doing more rebellious than my, my younger ages. Mom and dad would tell me that I'm not a man. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, ha having, having the Lord to protect our kids and praying for who they're going to marry so that they marry the right one and, and don't make a mistake and um, praying for our kids to be receptive to hear the Lord's voice over that. That is a really big one and a really wonderful blessing. Yes, ma'am. It is. I am so thankful that I was raised in a home that taught me Jesus is real. Yes. And you, that's where you pray. Yes. That's how you get your answer. Yes. Both sets of grandparents were Christian people. Awesome. I couldn't be more blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And the memories that I have of going to church with them, I'm going to old-fashioned meetings in an arbor with grandparents. <laughs> that is so they awesome. They would do what we call sing the power down. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd hear people out in the woods shouting. Oh, that's awesome. And the memories. Yeah. Memories. And I I can still hear my grandmother coming out of bed at about two o'clock in the morning shouting and praising God because she'd heard something, a preacher on the radio. My poor grandpa would get up and build a fire so she could go to the living room to praise God. <laughs> if I can't make it, it's not my parents or my grandparents' fault. It will be totally mine. I was taught yeah. to love God. Yeah, that's awesome. What a wonderful blessing it is. It is a wonderful blessing to grow up in a Christian home and have those kind of examples. You got anything for me, Miss Linda? So he had a farm sale, you know, 
Right. God working all things together for good. Your dad got hurt and all that, but he brought good out of it because he brought you your husband. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is a blessing of the Lord. It is. Oh, you were 
Everybody's appreciative of the fact that they have toilets and electricity and all that. I know, I'm not the only one. <laughs> How about y'all? Got anything for us? according to his riches yes. and glory. Yes. Well, I'm thankful that I have access to ice and July. Oh, yes. And warm socks. January. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I've seen a uh, advertisement that said most requested item for shelters is socks. Ah. I've never had to worry about whether I'm in socks or not. Yeah. water. I got used to drinking water at room temperature when I was overseas because that's sort of a U.S. thing to put lots of ice in all of your yes. drinks. Overseas, they drink everything like even Cokes, they drink room temperature. Mm -hmm. yeah, so do, yeah, so does my husband, but I don't. I, I like it. I, I like it cold, you know. But um, yeah, so having ice to put in your iced tea, that's what makes it iced tea, right? <laughs> Yes. He didn't take off when times got low. There you go. His, his grandma 
of the Lord too. It really is. When he answers our prayers and gives us what we want in a spouse because all of us have different things, you know, and um, that is so true. Um, I, I have mentioned it many times before how grateful I am that the Lord gave me Alan because, and for me, it was a matter of, it, it could, I, want, I didn't want just a Christian man. I wanted a Pentecostal man. Yeah, and so, um, um, you know, I don't know if y'all realize it or not. You may or may not have been here that Sunday. The very first Sunday that he came to church with me here, so we hadn't been dating very long, a month or so, you know, whatever, and um, I knew he grew up Pentecostal holiness, but he was going to an Assembly of God church, and so, you know, okay, yeah, he says he's baptized in the Holy Spirit and everything, but so we're sitting here, and then all of a sudden, Someone gave a message in tongues. And it's silent, and it's silent, and it's silent. And then all of a sudden, he gives the interpretation. It took so long because he was arguing with God, going, they don't know who I am here, Lord. What do you mean? I can't do that. <laughs> but you know what? It was, for me, it was confirmation from the Lord that, yeah, he really is a Pentecostal guy. Not, he didn't just say he is, you know, but he's obedient to the Lord because um, that took some spiritual guts, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The first time you're at somewhere um, and then you do that. So, so I am blessed to have a loving, godly husband. But I was also blessed when I was single. I was blessed to be able to travel around the world and tell people about Jesus and show him his love. Um, I was able to start a feeding program for gypsy kids when I was in India. And all those kids were just precious, precious, precious kids who lived in tents without any sanitation and everything. And so we, we, we did a, uh, started a feeding program for them while they were at school during the day. We were... Um, giving them an education because they weren't in school and um, my job was to teach them about Jesus and English and then I started the feeding program for them. But Jesus, when we're obedient to him, when we're obedient to God's call to go, so I went, I gave him my single years and then eventually he said, time to come home and that broke my heart too. You know, it was hard to go but it was hard to come home. It sounds weird but when you have been living in the call and doing what the Lord and has wanted you to do and then to all of a sudden have it cut off and like, nope, you got to come home. And I wasn't going to come to Oklahoma. I was going to Texas, you know, back to my old home church, <laughs> back to my old home church in Louisville. And I had all these plans for this, that, and the other. And my sister was like, why are you coming to Texas when your son and grandson are in Oklahoma? Are you really sure you're supposed to do that? And I'm like, well, you're right. Because my mom had already passed. She passed while I was overseas. 
So it's like, yeah, let me pray about this some more. Well, so then I ended up moving. My son lived in Ringling. He used to live in Long Grove. He lives in Ringling. And I moved and found a place to rent just not too far from the church here and started life in Oklahoma and eventually found me in Oki. <laughs> so the Lord, he works all things together for good. He really does. So we have talked about the blessing and all the ways that we're blessed. And so then we're going to have them put on um, the song, the blessing, so that we can just praise the Lord and thank him for our blessings and just spend a little time thanking God for all the many, many blessings that we are blessed with, both materially here on earth, but in the spiritual heavens as well. 